Welcome to the Fort Bragg PWOC podcast. This week, we are having our current executive board being interviewed to share about their experience this year on the executive board and to answer any questions you may have about applying for the leadership team for next year. We hope you learn something or get excited to hear their story. We hope this encourages you to apply for executive board for next year. And the application is coming up soon, so don't forget to miss the deadline. Thanks so much for listening. Hello, my name is Tara Whitmore. I'm the LST chair for Fort Bragg PWOC this year, and I am joined by the lovely executive board. We are going to share what it looks like. Yeah, wave. <laughs> We are going to share um, from each woman's perspective what it's like to serve in her position. So I just want to introduce everyone really quickly. Amber is the president. Jen Cook is first vice president of spiritual life. Kelly Rose has held many positions, but she is going to answer questions for second vice president programs today. And Megan is our administrative coordinator. And we will hear from Dalila at another time and combine these so that you get to hear from everyone. She is the financial liaison. And so just like um, we were just talking about what it looks like to serve first in our home, serve our families as God has called us to serve our families, that Deuteronomy, you know, as you're going, as you're, by the way, as you're sitting, as you're laying down, we serve our families. But then sometimes God calls us to serve outside of our home. And that opportunity through PWOC right now, we're seeking to interview women for the five executive positions. And so those are the ones represented here, plus financial liaison. And so that process is a little humbling. Um, it can be a little disconcerting to have to fill out an application um, and there are some things that go along with that. Um, insecurities can rise up. You can experience a lot of spiritual warfare. Um, we were talking about how sometimes our kids act crazy on a PWOC day or a day you're going to church when normally they would be fine getting in the car. Um, these are things we get to walk by faith and not by sight, trusting that God is using all these things together for good and that we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. And so we wanted to share a little bit about what these positions look like. Each woman is going to get to share about her individual position. And then I have some Q&A for them at the end. So Amber is going to start us off and explain about president guys. I'm starting a stopwatch because I know I can be verbose occasionally. All right. So um, serving as president this year, it has been an absolute honor. Um, I was surprised when the Lord called me to this position. I've been serving in ministry since I was a kid and lately the Lord has had me in children's ministry. And so when I was called to this, uh, like I said, I was honored and it's okay, Lord, uh, as you would have me do. So there's many different responsibilities with the president, and I would always refer people back to the Women's Ministry Manual. It's on the PWOC Hub because it is very multifaceted. Uh, it's not just a responsibility to the actual PWOC site, but there is coordinating with the RSO. There's coordinating with your chaplain advisor making sure that you reach out to the other chapels, uh, other ministries. We don't have a silo ministry, meaning our ministry is in this box and your ministry is in this box because we're called to be uh, the body of Christ. And so making sure that you are able to connect with other people because our whole purpose is to lead women to Christ and we are to teach them God's word we are to develop their spiritual gifts and we're to involve them in ministry. And it isn't just at PWOC, like I said, it goes out to our whole entire community. Um, it has been an absolute blessing this year. I started out this year and asked the prayer team to make sure that we prayed, that uh, we weren't a flash fire where we start out fast and then burn out, but that we were able to sustain and be those embers, those coals that burn the whole year. And even coming to this point, we're in March, I'm not burnt out. I am still excited about what God is going to do with this ministry to come. There have been obstacles. 
uh, one of the big things that I had to learn was a difference in communication skills. Uh, I have been in leadership, like I said, previously in different ministries, but with PWOC, I needed to uh, work around the way I communicated and be more direct. And thankfully I have an awesome team uh, that helped me to learn those communication skills. Big things to remember stepping into this position is you are a servant. Yes, you are a leader, but you need to be a servant leader. You are here to serve. Remember, Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve and be a ransom for me. So if our own Lord and Savior came to serve, I mean, we should be doing that too. Um, number two, you got to be flexible. I mean, this year in and of itself shows how important flexibility was. This was definitely not a normal PWOC year. Very fruitful. We saw some amazing ministries and we have seen discipleship absolutely blossom. Uh, but you really do need to be flexible. And number three, like Tara said, you really need to make sure that you are keeping in check with your family. That's your first ministry. PWC comes after your family. Uh, with having kids in virtual school, my kids are scrambling. It's the end of the third quarter and they have a whole bunch of stuff that's due and it kind of slid by. So, you know, getting back there, but making sure you stay rooted in God's word with your family, not just at PWC. So like I said, refer back to the women's ministry manual because it is a huge, uh, complex position, but it, it really is a blessing. Amen. Thank you. So Jen Cook is going to share about first vice president's spiritual life. Hi ladies. Okay. So I too was surprised when God called me to this position um, because I actually did not apply for this position. Um, I was appointed to it by Amber because it wasn't filled at the end of last year. Um, but it was really good. I have done women's ministry in the past and it just was fun to jump back into it. Um, I love ministering to ladies and it's, it's a joy to my heart to do something that God has called me to do. So the role of spiritual life is actually really fun. <laughs> I loved it. It, was, it has been awesome this year. So you are the person who researches and chooses the Bible studies. Um, you have to make sure they're purchased on time with the RSO as well. And then you also have to find facilitators for all of the studies, which has been somewhat challenging this year because we've had so many different variety of studies. Um, we've had, let's see, Zoom, and we've had Facebook discussion group, and we've had our regular studies, we've had home studies. So lots of things to fill, but it's all been really good. And God has been awesome at just leading me to people or just people coming and asking me to be a part of different things. So it's been amazing. Um, the other thing that you're in charge of is coordinating devotions. Now, normally when we had regular PWOC, that would be during um, our corporate time that we have together and then we break into the Bible studies. But now we've been doing where we just go to our classes only. And so we've done the devotions online. So I've been um, getting ladies for that and then coordinating with Megan and she would upload them and put them on the Facebook page. So that's been kind of new. I don't, I don't know if I want to say that's been harder or not. Like, I feel like it's, it's not been bad. <laughs> um, also this, I don't think this is actually in the women's ministry manual, but you um, do a depreciation lunch each semester. At least that's recommended when they do the board training um online well we did it online i don't know how board training usually happens but it was online this year and then um i did provide facilitator gifts so that's one of the things um what surprised me the most was really really it really was just watching how god worked and the faithfulness with him providing um i have to be honest with you there were many times where i was like I'm in over my head. Like this is a lot of, um, it's a lot of work, you know? Um, but 
I think God really used this whole position to draw me closer to himself um, than ever before, because when I was struggling, I would draw close to him. And then I'd realize part of the reason I'm struggling so much is because I wasn't like I was away from him a little bit, you know, and when I would draw back into him, like I felt that stress kind of alleviated. So um, it's been awesome too watching a few ladies um, that weren't sure that they could do the facilitator position and just encourage them and just see how amazing they've done with it and how um, God has used their gifts to minister to the ladies. So that's been really cool. And I think I already said how much I enjoy doing this, but I really, really do love this position. It is a lot of fun. Um, so I think that whoever comes after me, like they should be excited about <laughs> all the fun that they will get to have, like talking to people and connecting with people. Like if you love doing that, if you love like connecting people to people or just um, encouraging other people, you'll probably, and you love Bible, the Bible and Bible studies, like you'll love this position. So let me see what else I wrote down. Um, oh, also one of the things that was really cool that God showed me um, was gifts that I had that I guess I wasn't completely aware of. And so that was kind of cool because um, I had never done anything like teacher training before. And honestly, the thought of doing it, I was just like, like it, I was not excited about it, but it actually ended up being really fun. So I think whoever comes after me, you know, um, when you do this position, just be looking forward to God showing you like some more gifts that you have that maybe you didn't know you had. So it's kind of exciting. And I don't know, was that it? I think I answered everything. We good? <laughs> okay. That was great. Thank you for sharing. That was awesome. And Kelly Rose is going to share about second VP programs. Hi guys. Um, so when I served as the programs position, I actually applied for spiritual life. Um, I love the Bible. I love reading the Bible and I like sharing Bible studies with people. So it just made sense that that's where I would serve. And through the interview process and the questions, um, the leadership selection team kind of did a little like turn and they presented the position of programs to me, which I don't, I have six kids. We don't do birthday parties. We don't plan barbecues. We don't plan unit FRG things at my, I, I am not a planner. I'm not a party planner. And um, so I thought, no way, this is not where God wants me to serve. But it was like, like Jen had said, he was working in me, finding the gifts that, um, that maybe I, I, I thought I didn't have because I didn't enjoy those things. But um, he prepared me to rely fully on, on him and execute um, events. I would say like roughly five events through the year where you can create a welcoming environment to share the love of Jesus with others. Um, so like a little plug for applying. If, if you think it's not in your wheelhouse, if you think it's not something God has um, prepared you for, you know, give him a chance to work it out. Um, in your heart. So as programs, um, you get to put on, you put on the events that are different than Bible study day. It would be a an event for um, corporate worship and corporate prayer, corporate time together. And in the past, the budget has allowed um, excessive, you know, spoiling of the ladies where you get to provide a lunch and maybe um, some kind of takeaway, like a little memory treat, uh, some kind of takeaway. Um, some years the funding is a little, a little slimmer and we get a little creative with those takeaways. And maybe it's a, um, a, a scripture like written on a piece of paper that they take away, which truly is everlasting and, um, better than some more clutter in your house. And, um, you work closely when you plan those events. It's not just you. Like that's what made me so fearful is that I have to come up with this event to please 200 women. It's not like that at all. You spend a lot of time in prayer. You build a team on your program and then you work closely with the president. Um, God, if, um, if you've been called to president, usually God places a, um, a theme 
on your heart that you can't shake. Even if you try to shake it and do something else, God places that theme heavy on your heart. And you work closely with the president um, carrying out that theme. The year I served, it was race intentionally. And I love working out. I love running. So I thought, oh my gosh, this, this is going to be fantastic. I love race themed events. And so we started with a starting line and we ended with a finish line. And um, it was, it was so much more fun than I ever thought it could be. Like, like Jen said, you like, you have a really, really great time being creative in the programs position. Um, another wonderful thing about programs is I, um, I spend quite a bit of deal, quite a bit of time with people who are not believers. And it gave me a chance to involve people who would not normally come to church or be a part of church with putting on the program. I was, um, humbled by the volunteers and the helpers I received in my community outside of PWC that donated and provided support for the programs. So um, don't ever limit what God can do when you say yes, because he will involve people and make it approachable and make you um, make you see things that you just never thought were possible. And it's, it's so much fun. Just like Jen said, it's just so much fun serving. Um, some of the positives of serving as programs was getting a hug at the end of a program. You know, a woman with tears in her eyes that hugs you and says, this, this was just for me. So we kind of had this mentality of just one, all this work, all this time praying, all this time preparing is worth it. If we can just reach for one heart that walks away, knowing that God loves them. Um, if I had known prior crafts, so I love, I love crafts, but to always have your crafts done prior to setup, I, I messed that up the first day. I thought it was like, oh, we're going to craft and prepare. We were there for hours. So I learned, I learned very quickly that you have a craft day. If you have a lot of things to put together, have a day prior to set up and, um, you save yourself a lot of headache and worry. What prepared me just knowing that I could do it if as long as I completely, uh, completely relied on God, um, in my own strength, these were not qualities that I, I thought I, I had. So just relying on God and spending a great deal amount of time in prayer, asking him to guide you and to bring people to help you. Cause those are the ones with the great ideas. All my helpers on the team, they nailed it. They were amazing. Um, and what surprised me is how much I, how much I enjoyed it when the year was over, I, I was a little bit sad, like, wow, that went faster. That went way faster than I thought it would. And um, it was just so great being a part of, of uh, the events that went in between the Bible study, allowing ladies to sit and cry and share and open up where they weren't forced into their Bible study, you know, and um, just allowing women to, to fellowship and be together is just a beautiful thing to watch and be a part of, be behind the scenes. And um, so if there's anything stopping you from applying, for me, it was fear. I was, I was afraid of failure. Um, if there's anything stopping you from applying, you know, release that to God and uh, let him just do amazing things through you this year. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Kelly Rose. That was awesome. Okay, Megan's going to share about administrative coordinator. Hello, I am the admin, so I do a lot of the administrative stuff. So I do board reports, I approve hours, I create the agenda for the board meeting, I send out the weekly emails, um, I make sure everything's reserved for rooms, and I communicate to the whole board. Um, so that's the big part, like task of my, like my role and my task as admin. However, I have a quirk that this year I actually have like two unofficial roles. So um, I also do all the social media publicity stuff and I do the AV setup and run the sound for the corporate worship and program days. And I do the admin stuff, which actually amazingly God works it all out and it's worked really well to have like one point person to make everything kind of streamline so that everything we're putting out has the same information and it you know um so that you know anyway so there's that a big positive I like being organized I like working behind the scenes so I like serving in a way that doesn't necessarily like put me 
in front of everybody getting all the attention um, because I know my own sinful self would want to make it about me. So it's a lot easier for me to make it about God when I'm not the center of attention. I like to be able to do most of my tasks on my computer. Um, something I've done is I've gotten up before my family gets up. Um, so I'll get up at around 5.30 every morning and then, or I'll, I'll work on things after my daughter goes to bed as a way that I can kind of do this work without losing any family time. Um, also we homeschool, so I'm able to have my laptop open and sit there and work on things while my daughter's working on her school. So we're both like working on something at the same time. Um, and the biggest encouragement I have is be flexible. <laughs> so, um, something I wish I would have known, uh, before I took this position was, um, the commitment level of how much time is involved in the process. And I wish I would have understood this selection process a little bit more last year before I applied. Um, so I do want to encourage anyone that like I last year applied for president and didn't get it. I ended up, they offered me the admin position. And so um, I was a little hurt, but God has definitely put me where I was needed for this season. And I definitely think he has a purpose in it and he's definitely used me and it's been cool to see um some of the behind the scenes stuff that god does to make pwc still happen um so that would be my encouragement is even if you don't end up with your position that you necessarily applied for um there's a purpose in it um, what prepared me really well was Renee last year. She did a lot of prep work to set up this year for, for me walking into it. She had done a lot of the, the prep work. Um, plus I learned a lot from her just watching her example last year. Um, one thing that surprised me that I didn't expect was that I got to be on the front lines. So I'm the first person people talk to when they reach out to PWOC virtually. So I get to make that connection um, with them and connect them to the right person. So I'm not necessarily the one always answering their question, but I'm able to be the front lines of like, okay, awesome. We're so excited you reach out to us. Let me get you connected to person X. So that's, um, and so I love being that connection point. I've like, I've really enjoyed that. So. I don't know. I think that answered all my questions, all your questions. You did. Thank you. And you're, I love the admin position and I have to just say you've done an awesome job. So oh, it's you. my favorite. All right. So now I'm going to grill you guys a little bit. And what you're going to do is just unmute if you have an answer um, for the question. And if more than one person wants to share, we'll just um, one at a time. Okay. So the first question is, and I was going to surprise, I'm just going to tell the people watching, I was going to surprise them with these, but they're kind of lengthy and they're shaped with purpose. So I did, it wasn't going to be as fun if we were just sitting here with crickets. So I, I did prep them a tiny bit. They had a few minutes to think on this. So the first question, when we seek to serve the Lord, we are often surprised by little grace gifts from God along the way that almost always comes through people. Share a story of when a sister really blessed you as you served together. Okay, I have to go straight off. I would have fallen apart without Megan. So she didn't apply for admin. I didn't apply for president. I actually applied for spiritual life. And I am not gifted like she is. And um, she has phenomenal skills and gifts and there have been multiple times where i'm just falling apart i couldn't get on Venus. it was locked out from the last time i'd served on the pwc board in 2014 and she brought her computer and she sat with me and she was super patient and i don't know megan i don't know if you know this but i mean it brings tears to my eyes just how much patience you've had with this dinosaur like Argh! i'm like a little dinosaur with with uh Technology, you've been amazing. And you have been so grace-filled uh, through the year. And so I am so thankful for that. Yeah. 
Well, while we're while we're complimenting Megan in the the skills that God has given her, I know last I think it was last year or the year before, I had I had my eye on a T-shirt online with with scripture because I, I only had PWS T-shirts, and I was like, Lord, I I really want one of those T-shirts, but I know I shouldn't spend the money on it, and I just kind of brushed it away. Well, then a couple of weeks later, when we got together for our board meeting. Uh, Megan walked in and she's like, here, Kelly, I, I have this shirt for you. And she just gave me a shirt and it didn't have the same scripture that I was looking at online, but like in my heart, like I never shared that with anybody that, you know, my heart's desire was to have a t-shirt with scripture on it. And, um, it was, I thought it was just so sweet, but my other, my other thing was, um, I'd said it earlier is the help from unbelievers. My, my neighbors across the street are, um, a little older than us, their, their kids are grown and out of the home and they, you know, they don't, um, they don't go to church. They don't participate in anything. And I always thought they thought I was wacky, but I was sharing one day how I needed, I, I had this thing where God just kept showing me rocks, 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 rocks. And I was telling my neighbor and I said, I need rocks. I don't know where I'm going to get rocks to write on. She showed up the next day with this huge bucket of like 500 rocks that she had driven to another town to get and donate for our program day. And it was just amazing that God had shown me a rock. I had spoken to a friend and then he provided through her. So it's just um, the blessings come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. You just got to be flexible to see where God's hand is. I have one also um, towards the end of the year or the year, the, like in December. Okay. So when we're doing all of like a lot of ministry things are going on, like a lot of outreach events, all of that. Um, I was getting pretty stressed out and I was trying to be like, okay, how do I juggle like Christmas time with like my eight kids and family and all of this. And I still feeling that I think there's always that pressure you feel when you're part of something like this to be at everything. And I actually had reached out to one of the facilitators, Catherine Perez, and she was very good at bringing me back down to reality of, hey, you're doing too much. Slow down. You don't have to be at everything. It's going to be fine. And while you know that in your head, like it's super helpful when other people like tell you that sometimes. So you can be like, oh, yeah. You're right. I don't have to be at everything. You can be at the things that like you've prayed about and you know that God wants you there, but you do not have to be at every single event. So that was helpful to have um, someone who was on my team, like just be able to speak some truth into my life that I needed right at that moment. Okay. So mine is kind of recent. So um, last year, okay, this is totally God. I, there's no other explanation, but our family didn't get sick. So we, um, I was able to make it to every PWOC and run the soundboard like that. If that's not God, I don't know what is, but we, so I just got sick this week for the first time in like a year and a half. Um, and I can't tell you how many PWOC ladies like called me or texted me or one of them showed up at my door with soup like cans of soup um and I have food allergies and she provided food that I could eat um so I know it's crazy but like the simplest thing sometimes can be such a blessing and an answer to just a reminder of how much like God is providing community I guess and I even told my husband, I was like, I was really surprised at how many people messaged me or texted me or uh, just reached out to me, even though we were sick. I mean, it's everyone gets sick, but something so little can be so big sometimes. So, Amen. Okay. So um, speaking of fiery darts and getting sick and all of those fun things, often when we're doing the Lord's work, little or big fiery darts can try and distract us from God's best. What funny or not so funny fiery darts have you experienced? And how did the Lord show that he is on his throne? I have one <laughs> immediately. Okay. 
So um, in the summertime, when we are putting in all the book orders, okay, um, they put in the book order for the Spanish study, only to find out that Lifeway did not have enough of the books. Uh, Christian Bookstore did not have enough of the books. And this is a Spanish study. So a little bit harder to find, um, you know, to find it. And so I was just praying about it. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. Like I was really stressed out, but um, somehow I stumbled on this site um, and they had books and they, it looked like they, it didn't really look like a regular bookstore site, but they actually do mission work providing books for people overseas um, pretty much at cost almost. And so I reached out to them, actually called them. Like I didn't reach out over email, I actually called them and they were, they were so nice. And they gave us the books at like almost cost. I think we got them for like seven bucks where they were like 10 or 11. And um, so I was very worried because Vilma's study started earlier than the rest of the studies. And I was really worried that we weren't gonna get them in time. But I'll tell you that guy, he called me like a couple different times and he's like, well, I still haven't received the, you know, the order from, I mean, he didn't know the RSO, but like from whoever he was supposed to get it from. And I was like, okay, well, I'll reach out and we'll find out. And we did actually get those books in time. So God like worked in that whole situation. And it was just so cool to see you know, things that you get so worked up about. And I can't control it. I can't control it if the book order comes in late either. You know, like I wouldn't be able to control that. You know, you do your due diligence on your part to make sure that it's enough time ahead of time, but you can't control when it comes in. But just kind of see like, God working in that whole situation and um, also to see another ministry on the side that's doing something for the Lord and um, just seeing other believers out there like on mission, you know, and it was just kind of a blessing just to be able to see that whole thing unfold. So what could have been major fiery darts and probably was with like my mindset because I'm just like ah why why <laughs> like how you know and Vilma was she was nice because I reached out to her she's like well I could change the book I'm like no we will get this done like <laughs> I was determined so um it all worked out though um and sometimes a lot of the fiery darts are actually like our own mindset so just keep that in mind <laughs> when you're thinking about that By the way, Vilma, the Spanish study, she just gave us a praise report at this last board meeting. She went from four ladies when she started and she's got 54 ladies now. So there might've been fiery darts there, but that was moving and shaking. So for me, I don't, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's been this pandemic this year. And so we went from like this normal way of doing ministry to having to figure out a complete new thing and everything was, no, can we have watch care? No. Can we meet for regular times? No. How about, can we have our own people watch our kids? No. It, was, it, it has been no, no, no. It, but you know, everything with the Lord is a yes and amen. So we have to figure out how to do it. So it has been one fiery dart after another and learning the one key word for this ministry was flexibility between our team, Megan and Jamie's not on here. She's our community reach. She has been a, an integral part of figuring out how to be flexible. Jen, like she said, we're not doing just regular Bible studies. We got Zoom studies. We got home studies. We got lunch studies, Spanish studies, evening studies. You know, we went from being a large body with maybe one or two small groups to being 28 small groups between our life groups and our home studies. So like Jen said, it might seem like a fiery dart. We just need to make sure that we have an attitude of gratitude and make sure that we aren't um, harming our own stuff because God's gonna find a way. This is, this is the Lord's ministry. He'll find a way, we just have to be willing Well, mine's funny. So if you have sensitive ears, this is gonna be TMI and I apologize. Um, when I was serving, we were, it was setup day and I was so nervous because it was our very first setup, our very, the um, kickoff we were setting up. And at the time 
I had two, two children with me and my daughter kept saying, mom, I have to go potty. Mom, I have to go potty. And my son said, I'll take her mom. Thank you. Well, about five minutes later, my son comes running. So my son took her. So he, of course, took her to the men's restroom. And about five minutes later, he comes running down the hall while I'm like giving directions to everybody. And he says, mom, she pooped in the pee only. And at that moment, you know, being a parent humbles you. And uh, I was humbled to the floor of, uh, yep, that's, that happened. And, uh, but it just goes to show that um, we're, we're normal too. God doesn't call some sparkly, perfect woman to serve in this role. He calls the average normal woman. You just have to have a heart to love God. So if your daughter poops in the urinal, you just go in there with a glove and clean it up. And then she proceeded to do it the next day after a teardown too. So now we have a huge discussion that the boys can't take my daughter to the bathroom anymore because she really likes the urinal. And, um, but it gave us something to joke about all year long. <laughs> You're still laughing, Amber. <laughs> um, even there's a chaplain assistant who has called me since and he says that was like his best time serving was finding my daughter in the bathroom and Kelly I found her but um you know this is a ministry that you can serve alongside with your children and nobody expects your children to be perfect um you know we do we do ask that they are respectful in there and uh, clean up after their messes but um we are normal people and so if you think that it, all of us women that have served are something special. We're not. We just have a heart that wants to be obedient to what God has called and asked us to do and to do it to the best we can. But um, we're just normal moms struggling, needing encouragement and uh, making it through each day. Amen. I have a picture in my mind that I'm not sure is possible in the realm of physics, but um, okay. So the next one is what are some funny things your husband or children believe or have said about PWC? My, my husband dibbed it uh, lady group. And so everybody in my house, all my kids and even their friends, everybody calls it lady group. And, um, and then the younger ones always think it's all about snacks because, you know, when you're serving, you're usually there early and you're there after, and you're there on days that there aren't child watch. Um, and so it's all about snacks. So when, when my youngest two are now in school, they're sad, they don't get to come and get snacks, you know, to just sit at the table and eat snacks with their friends. Um, Megan's Megan's daughter was such a huge help because she was a couple years older and she would kind of corral the younger ones at the table and they all just ate their snacks at Lady Group. My kids always think that it's somewhere where I get chocolate. <laughs> Whenever I walk through the door, they're like, do you have chocolate? I'm like, gosh, I must bring home chocolate a lot after PWC days because like that's kind of what they think about it. It's funny, cute. That is hey, cute. Jen, do you got any chocolate? <laughs> Actually do, probably. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so this is an important one and we've touched on it a couple times where we were talking sure? about- Yeah, go ahead, I'm oh, sorry. <clears throat> um, so it's not anything funny my daughter said, but one thing that I wanna note is that as much as I joined PWOC for me, my it was it's as much about my daughter because of how much the other ladies will just like love her. Like they have loved on my daughter who had a very, my husband came into the army late. Um, and so she had a rough transition of like having daddy home all the time to him being gone more often. And so having women love on your daughter when she's having a really hard time has made like a world of a difference for me and I know there's like Amber every time she sees her like my daughter like drops her stuff and runs across the room to give her a hug and you know like there's um just different women that have loved on my daughter and so as much as you do PWOC for yourself I do it for my daughter too so 
that's just what I wanted to add but uh, I guess the, I have a funny story it'll be fast mm -hmm. but I know um so my husband wasn't going to be able to be at home for lunch one day he was working all day and um my daughter had told her teacher she's like I'm so sad my daddy's gone but I had told Jamie beforehand that it was just like he wasn't gonna be home for lunch like he'd be home at dinner and so but like you know what do you normally think of oh like of a military kid saying their husband their they miss daddy like he must be deployed or something and it was just that he wasn't gonna be home for lunch and Jamie just thought it was hilarious but anyway so that's my funny story that's funny all right, so you guys have modeled this well in your answers, but I wanna give you an opportunity to speak to it again. And so what are some of the best practices that help you remember that you're called to serve your family first? And how have you balanced that with still performing your position with excellence in a way that honors the Lord? This has actually been hard for me this year. Um, Normally, it's not because my girls are at school, because my girls do go to school, uh, but we had this surprise thing, a virtual school, and so my fourth grader and my eighth grader are at home, clackety-clacketing on their computers, doing their stuff, and I feel guilty sometimes when I have to leave them at home to do their schoolwork while I'm going to do you know, community reach things or PWOC and, and cause normally they wouldn't be home. They would be at school. And so that's, that's been hard for me. And so I try to be intentional about spending some one-on-one -on -one time with them afterwards. And, uh, I just have to get through it with myself because they wouldn't even be hanging out with me anyways. They'd be on the computer, but it's still that mama guilt. But try to make sure that you have that one-on-one -on -one time and not just one-on-one -on -one time, but you're supposed to raise your kids up in the ways of the Lord. Um, me and Steve, my husband, we both volunteer with youth group. And so we get to spend time with our kids and then we get to spend time with our kids at youth group. Uh, make sure you have a family devotional. Um, actually crack open the Bible in front of them, that sort of thing. But it's got to be fun. You don't want them to be like, oh, it's church again. It's got to be something fun. So, because Jesus is fun. So, um, as she was talking, this kind of brought it to my mind. Um, so, I talked to when I was trying to decide whether or not I should say yes to doing this position, I talked to Karen Jedke about it. Um, you know, I, I had decided I was going to ask five people, you know, to like, I needed five people to tell me yes. And so I called her specifically because I actually thought she would tell me no, because, <laughs> because it would be, I, I was like in my head, like she will give me the honest answer because she's just like that, you know, and sometimes you need that person that'll say yes or no, you know, for real. Um, and she told me something that I think really helped me. She said that, yes, you can do it. You'll just have to build it into your life. So um, if you feel like you're being called to a position that maybe you feel like is a little bit over your head, um, find ways to organize it in the right way into your life. So a lot of the things I've done, whereas some people feel like they've got to go out and meet people all the time. Like I've called people on the phone a lot and I've just been okay with that. And honestly, because a lot of people with all the COVID um, restrictions and everything else, like people are also fine with that. You know, they have a lot of stuff that they're doing extra already. And so they don't want to have an extra meeting, you know, to go to on the side. So that was really helpful for helpful for me. And I also really said it in my head that like, I didn't want my kids to think that this was something draining, um, which this is more hours than when I had done the financial liaison position a few years ago. Um, and whereas my kids were stressed during that one, and I don't know if it was just my mindset or just being more organized now, but this time, you know, I've asked them here at the end, like, do you feel like this has been difficult for our family or negative? And they're like, no, actually, I think it makes you a better person. <laughs> I was like, wow, wow. 
<laughs> I don't know what to say, but, but I think that also has to do too with like, when you have, um, you know, God calls you to something and that's where you, you're excited about it. Like it shows to your family. So I would just encourage people to organize, even if you feel like something's harder, make efforts to organize your life the right way around it. Because yes, God can call you to something, but yes, it can be implemented the wrong way and it can affect people negatively. Organize your life the right way with it. Um, yeah, well, organizing it into your life is, is a must. Um, I know many of you know that my husband is not a believer yet. Um, and so taking on a larger role in uh, ministry, I, I still needed his support when he doesn't feel the same way I do about the ministry. And, um, so when you, you know, with, with programs, I was able to involve, and so instead of the kids saying like, oh, mom's going to another craft night or mom's doing this again. I kept that stuff in my home. So we did the crafts because I have so many kids. Um, we just did it at the kitchen table and it would be a weekend thing. So instead of taking the ministry work to go be with the women, I was blessed that um, God just, you know, event after event, he, he enabled it to happen in my home. And so the kids all took ownership in the ministry. And even my husband would show up on on the um, program days with Karen Jetke, and he would always go and mess with her. And he became really good friends with some of the women. And um, he, you know, PWC, even though that his heart isn't um, aligned with God the way that we are, you know, this this ministry has meant something special to him and the children because they got to take some ownership in it and help. So, um, you know, my my teenage children, my older older ones that have left the home are not walking with Christ either yet. And um, so, you know, I, I carry this, I got this years ago through PwC, but it's a healthy priorities about um, making sure your relationship with God is always first. But I've always kept this pinned underneath my calendar. So whenever I did ministry work, I was, you know, my, my number one ministry is in my home. Um, in modeling Christ love, because my family doesn't want to hear, you know, a bunch of stuff. They they want to see Christ love, and um, so always, whenever I was going to schedule a ministry event, my eyes would catch this, and I would see if I was in line with what God's priorities were, not what Kelly wants to do because it's fun. Um, and ministering to people who want to hear about Jesus is way more fun than ministering to people who don't want to hear about Jesus. So um, yeah, just following this healthy priorities of, you know, relationship with God first, always with God first, help keep everything else fall where it needed to fall. Um, I think for me, I was just remembering to start my day off with Christ. Like before I open my Facebook app, I'm opening the Bible app or, um, and I think if I, when I do that, then God kind of aligned my, aligns my day. Um, and I think also too, like, I like, I enjoy running, but it's like a time that I can be as like a prayer time. So just making those things a priority, I think is, is, um, the easiest thing I have. I recommend, but I don't know. I, and my daughter tagged a lot on, on a lot of things, any of the service projects, she was pretty much always there and, you know, and yeah. I love that you ladies all talked about including your children in your ministry instead of, you know, um, leaving to go do ministry. You did it organically where God had placed you ministering in your home first and, you know, faith is caught, not taught. I mean, it is taught. We got to teach our kids the word of God, but how, especially how Kelly talked about modeling it well and like doing it beside them is powerful. And it, um, it really shows them who God is and then who we get to labor in his vineyard. And so I want to thank you for your time. Um, thank you for being with me today. Thank you for your honest answers and, and glorifying God in all of your answers. It was fun to hear what you ladies had to say. So thanks for your time. <laughs>
Hi everyone, I'm Tara Whitmore back here with Dalila Wong and she is the financial liaison for the Fort Bragg PwC board this year. And we get to hear from her what she likes about her position and then I'm gonna ask her some questions. So Dalila, can you just share about your position this year? Uh, sure. Um, I applied for a financial liaison because I love numbers. I always have, like, since I can remember, I was like always the banker, you know, for all the games you play with your family, like Monopoly in life. Um, so um, this year, uh, you know, PWOC was a little bit different due to COVID. Um, so we didn't get to do, I guess, like all the things that we normally would do. Um, Cause typically like my responsibilities, you know, would include, um, I'm just gonna read them to you. Understanding the installation policies and fund request procedures with the assistance of the president and the PWOC chaplain. Um, informing the board members of the procedures they should follow for submitting fund requests, um, managing fund requests and purchase order requests, communicating PWC's financial standing to the board and working with the president to create a budget and submit it to the PWC chaplain for approval. Now, I was able to do most of those things, but PORs were very limited this year due to COVID. Um, so we didn't have to submit a ton of PORs. Um, and I just think it being COVID, it really had to just stretch the board, I think, as a whole, um, because we weren't able to do a lot of things that we were accustomed to doing, so we just had to get creative. Amen. Thanks for sharing. So what are some things that surprised you about your position? Um, some things that surprised me, I don't know, um, maybe the talking aspect of it, because I don't know, in my mind, I just had this idea of financial liaison, okay, behind the scenes type person. So when, um, you know, I'm asked to like come and speak in front of everyone during corporate worship or something like that about um, what we're doing with tithe and offering, are we, you know, taking it that week or how to take it or things like that. That was a little nerve wracking for an introvert like myself. So I did find myself, you know, like jotting down a couple notes. Um, but I mean, outside of that, I think that was probably the biggest thing and just, I mean, COVID just threw everyone for a loop this year. I mean, I keep, I, I don't like to keep saying it, but it was, it was just one of those unusual years, you know, so. Um, Definitely a test in flexibility this year. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think we all had to like, to be that. And we're still doing that because things are just constantly changing, you know, just depending on the landscape of uh, the, the numbers and things like that in the area, so. Amen. LST looks different too this year, so I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I have three main questions for you. And this, it's kind of long, but I think it'll steer you in the right direction. Okay. When we seek to serve the Lord, we are often surprised by little grace gifts from God along the way. That almost always comes through people. Share a story of when a sister really blessed you as you served together. Um, that is really easy because it actually just happened last week. Um, <laughs> I was truly blessed and touched last week at our monthly board meeting. Um, because I had been having some personal, um, I guess, struggles. Um, my, you know, husband had went away for training. And so I just was feeling a, a bit overwhelmed with all of uh, the responsibilities that I had. So it was just really nice to be able to come to the board meeting. And, you know, we, we did what we normally do, talked about business. And then at the end, we had our prayer requests and we're all praying. And then, you know, I had a prayer request and then just hearing the ladies pray for me just really touched my spirit. It was just overwhelming. And I just like, you know, just kind of let it all go. And it just felt so good, you know? Um, so that was just amazing. It just really meant a lot to me because um, it was just like a tough time that I was going through. So it was nice to know that they were there and supporting me. Amen, amen. Okay, often when we are doing the Lord's work, little or big fiery darts can try and distract us from God's best. What funny or not so funny fiery darts have you experienced? And how did the Lord show you he is on his throne? So tying in with that leading up to last week, like I said, my husband had left for training and as we're all military spouses, so we know it just seems like as soon as they leave, things happen <laughs> every single time. So, you know, I was like, yeah, I can conquer the world. January was a great month. I was feeling good, personal devotionals, exercising, eating well. Then he left. And I want to say about two weeks after he left, I woke up Saturday morning and to a flooded basement. Um, it was a nice surprise because I was supposed to take my son to Scouts in like 45 minutes to get his car cut for Pinewood Derby. 
And, uh, and this is right after maintenance, it come by and fixed my sump pump, <laughs> but it, <laughs> it wasn't fixed. Um, so dealing with that and then just like other little things during the course of the week, um, other responsibilities that I have, um, and just like virtual school and just him not being here and just, you know, the little things start to add up and it was just like very overwhelming. And, you know, I think a lot of times as military spouses, we're just like, oh, you know, I got this, I can do this, you know, I'm not going to say anything, I'll get through this, this happens to everybody. And that's kind of where I was last week. And so just to have all the ladies pray for me was just amazing. And just to see like God's love for me in such a real and tangible way with the ladies there just really touched my heart. Um, so that is like, my example, I guess, most recent example of the fiery darts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so what are some best practices that help you remember that you are called to serve your family first? And how have you balanced that with still performing your position in a way that honors God? Um, I think the biggest thing, and I think it will look different from every, for everyone, is just me, I try to be mindful of everyone's time as we all do. And I know that we all have different routines and priorities during the day. So one of the things that I tried to do is making sure like not to send text or calls or messages like after seven, you know, just because I know that's family time and I don't want to interrupt that. I mean, obviously if, if there was an emergency or maybe something, an event we're doing the next day, real early in the morning, then yes, but I just always try to be mindful of everyone's time because I know how precious, you know, it is. Um, so I say, I would say that's like the biggest thing, you know, my big takeaway um, from this year, is just really time management, especially when you have multiple responsibilities that you need to do. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for your time. <laughs> I appreciated you squeezing this in and amongst the virtual school and all the things that the Lord's called you to, you're really balancing well what he's asked you to do this year and saying yes to the financial liaison position when it looked nothing like it was going to look when you put in that application. So I'm really grateful that God has used you in this way. And um, I've really enjoyed the time with all five of the executive board members. It's been really great. So. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much and um, have a good day. Thank you, you too. Okay. Hi, ladies. I hope you enjoyed hearing from five wonderful women who have served the Lord well in the positions that he's called them to. I really enjoyed that each one of them, um, four of them, shared that they did not apply for the position in which they found themselves. And what I want to share with you about the process of LST is that we as the LST team are already praying for you. We're praying you're going to hear the call of God um, on your life for next year, that you are going to understand that um, he is going to be able to fill in where you are imperfect, because each one of us is, and that these women served with excellence during a really um, tough year that required maximum flexibility from them. But what we know is that it looks like childcare will return next year. It looks like gathering for Bible study will be much easier next year. And so there are good things on the horizon for the incoming board. If you are feeling like God is calling you to serve or even just to put in your application, I would ask you to be obedient to that calling. You can trust that when you put in that application, the LST team is gonna cover you in prayer. We will discern God's will for who he is putting in what position for next year's board. You are safe to turn in that application. It is a confidential process. We are guarding that conf confidentiality with um, vigor so that whoever applies can know that it's been done confidentially and you can have confidence in the Lord that his will will be discerned. So thank you for watching all of this. I hope that if you've made it this far, chances are you are feeling that call. And if you need someone to hash it through, if you need to just have a conversation and ask some questions and have someone pray with you, please feel free to grab either your Bible study leader, 
they are perfectly equipped to pray for you or grab somebody on the LST team and ask them to pray with you. Miss Delphine, Cindy Pio, Miss Vilma, and Jen Cook are all on the LST team with me. Or you can get my phone number from Amber and you can go ahead and call me and ask me to pray for you. All right, God loves you. He's got good plans for PWOC. And if you're called to be a part of the, the executive board, please be bold, put your faith into motion, fill out the application and get it turned in. Thanks so much. Hi, thank you for listening to Protestant Women of the Chapel, Fort Bragg. We are workers together for Christ. If you've been inspired, please share our podcast with those who could use a good word. 